Hello, everyone. Welcome aboard the Disneyland monorail. We are now beginning a two-and-a-half-mile journey to downtown Disney Station and back. For a safe trip, remain seated, keeping your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the cabin. Be sure to watch your children, and no smoking, please. You're riding aboard a Mark 7 monorail, the latest generation of Disneyland monorails. When Walt Disney introduced this attraction in 1959, it was the first daily operating monorail system in the Western Hemisphere. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Diz Explorers podcast, where each week we explore all the different avenues of the great Disney universe. This week, we're going to continue speaking with Milford about his whirlwind West Coast tour of all things Disney. Uh, last episode, he spoke to us about Aulani. He's the first one of our troopers and the first person that I know in any way, shape, or form who's been out there. So I hope you all enjoyed that episode. This week, he's going to focus on his time at Disneyland Park and California Adventure. So I'm going to turn it over to Milford, and let's hear it. So we left off last episode with Alani and our flights out of Alani, basically. Then we made the uh, two-hour trek in uh, L.A. traffic to uh, get to the resort. Isn't that so um, much fun? Oh, my God. <laughs> now, I let my wife be navigator because I didn't have her on the drive. So that was kind of a little uh, stressful, too, because she doesn't like my driving all that well. <laughs> so she's using the phone and tr getting us, you know, around some of the stuff. And we went on some pretty interesting neighborhoods to get to the point that we could get to the main highway so we didn't have to be in traffic all that time. I mean, we passed La Brea, that street, and a few others that I recognized from movies, just, you know, movies that I've watched that aren't Disney, you know. We we got to see some pretty uh, interesting parts of that area of L.A., just to say the least. Mm -hmm. But uh, once we finally got uh, to where we were going, we uh, turned off the exit and pulled into uh, Disney's Grand California and Villa's Resort. I uh, pulled in, dropped her off at the lobby and with our luggage, and went and parked our car across the street, which is kind of interesting. You could you could valet park, but it was like fifteen dollars a day to valet park there. So I'm like, it's just across the street, so I'm just going to walk back. Uh, you can self park for free. They don't charge you to park your car, thankfully. At least not yet. I'm sure that's probably coming. So we got into the resort the hotel and uh, got to the desk and checked in and it was odd that you know I had asked for a park view room but for some reason we ended up with a first floor room in the villa side of the resort and for those of you that have not been to the Grand Californian it's basically split on the left hand side as you're facing the resort they have the normal hotel rooms and kind of like the conference center and on the right hand side they have the villas, Disney Vacation Club villas, which is where we were staying. And we had a studio for this trip. So I didn't think anything of it. I asked the guy, you know, hey, I had asked for a park view room, which means it should have been up a little higher in the hotel. I knew they had some construction going on, so I didn't make a big fuss about it. So, but as we got our room and got our key and got our luggage and went back towards the room, 
we realize the construction's a little more busy than I thought it would be. We got back there. There's basically eight rooms on the first floor that are even available for rent. The entire first floor was under construction. And they have these big curtains hanging, so you can't go in those areas. Well, you can walk in those areas, but I wouldn't. It's dusty and dirty, and uh, you don't want to see it. Uh, so we got back to our room, got our luggage in there. Very nice room. I like how they have the rooms decorated, though it sounds like they're going to change. Uh, and I don't know what those changes look like because I haven't seen one of the new rooms. They just started this renovation project. so They're not um, super different. They're just kind yeah, of I, a little lighter. I think they're just updating the, the the finishes and stuff, I think, in the rooms. Yeah. But I did find the room was a little bigger than most of the studios that we've had. Um, it was about the same size as the studio we had at Alani. But I, I noticed they're a little bit bigger than what we have at, like, Animal Kingdom and, well, not Old Key West, because Old Key West has, like, the biggest rooms in, the, in, in Disney, Vacation Club. Uh, but a lot of the other rooms are a little smaller than that. So didn't think anything of it. We got everything unloaded, and then we opened our patio door and look out, and I'm looking at an eight-foot construction wall. Oh, man. Really? So you can't literally can't see anything outside of our balcony. No. So we talked about it, and we're like, you know, we're not going to spend that much time in the room. It's not a big deal. Uh, later, I did find out there's a... There's a terrace up on the sixth floor that Disney Vacation Club members can actually go out there, even though there's no furniture out there right now, because apparently they're going to renovate it as well. But it looks out over California Adventure, which is kind of cool. So we went up there a couple times and just kind of took some pictures and looked around. So, so our room was actually ready when we got there. That's unusual. But then again, we got there well after check-in time. We got there about 6 o'clock. Because of when we got landed and we got our car and we realized that we were going to be late, I actually called and moved our uh, restaurant reservation to a later time, to 8.30. Because that night, we weren't really going to the park. We were just going to do go and have dinner at uh, Napa Rose. So we got cleaned up, you know, kind of relaxed for a little bit after being in airports and in a plane for the total, in a car for the total of about... 14 hours that day and we went down and had a nice dinner we uh, got there a few minutes before reservation they see this right away it didn't seem like the the restaurant was busy the uh, waitress brought us a menu we ordered my wife ordered an IPA and I ordered an IPA both California IPAs and the names escaped me at the moment so we got there and they had uh, my wife ordered the filet which was or I'm sorry, she ordered the pork chops, which were fantastic. This pork chop was like two inches thick. I've never seen a pork chop this thick cooked that well. Wow. It was awesome. And I ordered the fish of the day, which happened to be that day, swordfish, which I love swordfish. It's oh, me too. one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, any place I go that I can get it, and I know it's a good restaurant, I will get the swordfish every time they have it because I just, I don't know, it's just a good flavor. Uh, and then we also got the lobster mac and cheese, and this lobster mac and cheese comes out in this little crock, and it it was awesome. Awesome. Uh, we skipped dessert 
because we were both stuffed. And then pretty much we went at, back to the room that evening, changed, and then we headed out to downtown Disney for just a little bit so we could grab a drink at one of the bars out there. And we were realizing we were just so exhausted. And most of our friends weren't coming in until Friday. So we actually went and crashed. So back to the construction part, we realized because why we were on the first floor. There's six floors in the DVC villas there at Grand Californian. They were actually doing construction on five of the floors. And so about, I would say about seven-eighths of the resort was actually under renovation. So I'm kind of glad we weren't in the room during the day because we did go back and change a couple times and you could hear the hammering and the drilling and the dust in the hallways. And yeah, that's if you've got allergies, that's not a good thing. That's annoying. <laughs> it is very annoying. We walked down the hallways. They actually had plastics on the carpet, even in the areas that were open to the public. So I I thought that I'm was so kind sorry. Of that's because no, such I, a pretty resort that it's I so know. sad that that's how you experienced it. Yeah. Uh. But it was only the DVC side. So the rest of the resort, other than the fact that the pool was closed, um, was actually good. And we weren't there to use the pool. We we knew with Sean only being there two days with me, we weren't probably going to get in the pool. We could have went over to the Disneyland Resort and used their pool, but um, it, we just didn't have that kind of time. So. Uh, I did kind of call the lobby and, or the desk and complained a little bit, but they didn't seem to be interested in doing much about it. I know some others in our group did call and complain, and they gave them free breakfast, I think, in the in the uh, character breakfast at the restaurant there. So I wasn't actually into that because I'm not a fan of buffets anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward to day two, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. I got my picture taken with uh, Darth Vader on St. Patrick's Day with my kilt. Nice. That's so, awesome. So that was my attire for the day, was my kilt and a nice green polo shirt and my Mickey my Mickey tennis shoes, so <laughs> my little Mickey Vans. It was early magic hours at California Adventure that morning, so we got in the park at 8 o'clock. I think we actually got in there at 8.30. Uh the nice thing about staying at the Grand Californian is they have their own entrance into the California Adventure, which is awesome. Um, so you actually go over to the area by the restaurant and go through this little hallway corridor and their security. And the next spot is where they take your tickets. So that was our first day. So we actually had to convert our vouchers from voucher to ticket and they actually at Disneyland and, and California Adventure they actually do that right at the turnstile kind of odd and unless you buy an annual pass and then you unless you buy an annual tickets. pass that's different right yeah but the day passes where I had Sean had a two-day pass I had a four-day pass they actually converted them and gave us a card right there at the at the turnstile which I thought was kind of cool but after being there for four days and watching people get frustrated because they're standing in a line waiting for people to exchange tickets that got a little old too but the nice thing about the separate entry is is everybody else is going through the main entry of the park but people in that resort actually had their own entrance i don't know if they allow people from other resorts to go through there or not so i didn't, nope. I didn't experience that so it's we had short room so we could get in early 
getting in, you walk right by Soren. So we decided, what the heck, there's no line. So we rode Soren so we could say we've done that on both coasts now. And we went from there straight back to Radiator Springs so we could do Radiator Springs racers. Oh my God, is that right? Awesome. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad yeah. you liked it. <laughs> the theming and the technology and the and you know the fact that it has a really decent story in it. You know, I mean, I mean not really a story. I mean, it's a race. You get they get you sat down in a car, and the car for those of you that have been to Disney World is very similar to the cars and test track or test track at Epcot. It seats six. You get in, and then they take you, check your seatbelts, just like they do at Test Track. And you kind of go through an area that is uh, Radiator Springs. The sheriff comes out and tells you to slow down. You're not racing yet. His car comes out from out from behind a billboard, kind of like it does in the movie. And you're going to have to help me with names because I can't remember his name. The sheriff car. <laughs> sheriff. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> good enough. Do you have another name? No. Yeah, I, it was just Sheriff. Isn't it, isn't it something Hudson? No, Doc Hudson oh. was the other car. was the blue one. Okay. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. The old So uh, then you, Paul you come around the corner and Mater comes out and greets you. And uh, he's talking about, you know, hey, let's go scare the tractors and do the tractor tipping. <laughs> <laughs> so you roll up and the tractors all tip up on their back. And you come around and then you run into... I think it's Frank. Yep, the harvester. Frank is the, the harvester. Yep. He comes up out of the grass, lights up all red like he's mad. Nice. And then you zip off. So once you zip off, you go back and you, at that point, you, your car makes a decision whether it's going to go left and you get white wall tires or you go right and you get a new paint job. Oh, cool. And so it's kind of like, test track in that if you go through the paint job room it has the robots that are actually spraying the side of your car as you go through and then you come out and then that's hudson there tells you okay you know basically tires or paint don't make a good racer let's see what you can do and you roll up and you line up next to another car and then basically they drop the green light and you guys take off through the radiator springs out through the country nice so i mean the 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 architecture and the way they themed that whole area with the mountains there's a place back there where there's a waterfall coming down over what looks like a a little bridge on the cliff and all that stuff and then you know you get to the finish line and hopefully you won i did notice though that whoever was first off the line appears to be who wins the race every time. At least the four times I rode it, <laughs> we were first off the line every time, and we won the race every time. So oh, That's cool. I found that interesting. So huh. That's nice. So yeah. that was really cool. We really enjoyed that ride, and I actually rode it a couple more times while we were there. So we went from there, and we kind of walked around and took pictures of the area because, I mean, the, the again, the architecture, it looks like the town from the movie. So, Flo's V8 Cafe, and then the uh, the Cozy Cone little places there, were, and that's actually a food area. And then we went over to DJ's Dancing Cars. Did you get any, before you, did you get anything from the Cozy Cone? Did you get any food made in a cone? No. 
because most of them didn't open until like noon. Uh, okay. I just hear I hear and, so, I hear so much stuff about it, so I just was wondering. And I hear they're thing. good too, but I actually didn't get to experience any of that. So um, they're kind of like, and then I'll let you continue. In Tomorrowland, under the People Mover, where it is now called. What the hell is it called? The launching pad or whatever it is. It used to be yeah, called... Yeah, the launching pad where you get frozen it, Cokes. Yeah, it used to be called Anti-Gravities. And way back in the 80s, they used to sell little handwiches, which was basically a sandwich similar to those things in a cone. Oh, okay. And they didn't last very long, but it was something that they did have in Tomorrowland when it actually was... Oh, interesting. When it actually was, you know, projecting the future. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of cool that they brought that a similar thing back to yeah over there so we went to dj's dancing cars which that is really cool so you get in these little cars that look like old fiats and they're convertible they're all open belled in and all these cars do this little dance routine basically and they beep and they play music and it, it's it's actually quite hilarious to be in <laughs> it and to watch it i mean it does the same program every time but they play different music with it and the horn beeps are in different places when they play different music. But they basically yeah. do a, a, a car version of line dance, basically. <laughs> the electric slide? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, really when, cool. and, and when it gets to the end, your car spins. And, I mean, it spins on itself. And it gets spinning pretty fast. I, I was impressed. Yeah, it's it a trackless cool. ride, so it's pretty cool. Is that where, yeah, so it, is that where Luigi, the Luigi thing was? Yeah. yeah, it's now called um, the Rollickin' Roadsters, okay, and it right. used to be the Flying Tires. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Gotcha. I heard everybody in our group call it DJ's Dancing Cars. I don't know why they did that, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think he says that some at some point in the, the little preview when you get in your car. Yeah, I think you're but right. But I don't remember. So. so we got done there, and we decided we'd head on over to Hollywood Land after we kind of walked through a little bit of the wharf area where the little restaurants are so where Ghirardelli is and the Bodini's sourdough shop so we walked through that that was kind of cool because uh, they're actually making sourdough in there and they tell you the whole story about mother dough and and what they go through to make sourdough which is kind of cool and they give you a little sample so we headed to Hollywood land and when we got over to Holiday Land we rode the Monsters Inc. ride oh my god was that fun we both thought it was kind of corny, but it was kind of cute. I mean, it basically runs you through everything in the movie, basically. The first movie, not Monsters University, just Monsters, Inc. <laughs> it's good. So that was kind of cool. So after that, we kind of bummed around that area, took some pictures of that area, because the Hollywood Land area is kind of cool. They got the trolley running through the middle of it that you can actually ride. Uh, and there's a, They actually had two trolleys running that day. I was talking to one of the guys there, and I didn't realize that's actually an electric car trolley. So the the wires that are over the street are actually electrified. That's how it actually runs, which oh, is wow. kind of cool. Yeah. So when we got done with that, we had booked the World of Color lunch package to have lunch at Wine Country Trattoria. So we Ooh. went there for lunch. There were eight of us, our friends from that had joined us from California that didn't go with us to Hawaii, but they joined us there at, at uh, Disneyland for the three or four days we were there. Uh, and we had uh, 
it's pretty much an Italian cuisine. I had the lasagna. It comes out in a little, little like miniature lasagna pan, and it was actually quite delicious. Uh, had beer, but the best part was they gave us tickets, so we had a reserved space for World of Color, which was actually worth paying the money for the dinner. Uh, I wouldn't say it was extremely expensive, but it was pretty good. And then they brought us, we had ordered dessert, but they also brought us a plate full of these macaroons afterwards. Apparently that's a thing in California. I don't know for sure, because I saw macaroon stands all over the place. Is that a thing in California? Um, not outside of Disneyland, to my knowledge. Oh, okay. But... <laughs> well, isn't okay. isn't like those? What is it? The Matterhorn macaroons? Those are famous in Disneyland specifically, yeah. but I don't think they serve those in California Adventure. Oh, okay. Were they just no, regular but macaroons? There was a, yeah, they were flavored. Yeah. Um, one was red velvet. There was another one that was pistachio. There was a raspberry one, uh, and they were on a like a sucker stick which was kind of weird, but <laughs> but it was pretty good. It was actually pretty good. So we got done there, and we uh, headed over to Disneyland at that point because we thought, well, we wanted to go see some more stuff over there. Uh, you know, one thing I do notice about California Adventure is there's not a whole lot to do there. No. At least, you know, because Tower's closed. Everything else was already really busy at that point. So Midway Mania, California Screamin', the the Ferris wheel and the the Goofy's coaster was pretty well crowded at that point. So we decided to go to Disneyland so we could just kind of get, you know, kind of a little snapshot of everything in the first day. So yeah. we headed over to Disneyland. We walked down Main Street, kind of walked through some of the shops. Walking up to it, it does look a lot different than Magic Kingdom at Disney World. Most of the things are in the same places, but not necessarily called the same thing. So, like, the town hall on the left where Guest Relations is and Magic Kingdom, that's pretty much the same at Disneyland. But on the right, where you walk in, instead of having Tony's Town Square, you have uh, uh, great moments with Lincoln. So, uh, right, yeah. So then you walk down, and you don't have the candy store on the corner. It's a little further down. Um, I was actually intrigued by the fact that their theater you actually walk into it and actually are showing movies in there oh it's not a little cartoon snippets (laughs) no it's not a shop you can actually walk in there and go in and watch these little snippets of movies it used to be that way in florida too yeah i know until they made it an art shop yep so we walked down through main street and you know the first thing i noticed was holy cow the castle really isn't as big as the one in magic kingdom (laughs) It's tiny. It shrunk. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty much half the size. Yeah, that's the idea I got, was it was about half the size. Uh, We went from there and walked right over through Tomorrowland, just kind of bumming around. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We went to Frontierland uh, because somebody wanted to look at something over there. I don't remember what it was. But we found the there was the one stand there as you enter Frontierland, kind of off to the left of the castle where the fairy tale theater is there's a food stand there and that's where we encountered this big long line of people standing waiting for something and so intrigued we all went up and said hey what are you guys waiting in line for oh we're waiting in line for rose cups oh geez really 
So that was the day we found out that they were selling rose cups there. So I finally found somebody that I could talk to and it's like, oh yeah, we've got 350 of them and they'll all be gone in like an hour and a half. And I'm looking at the line going, oh yeah, there's like 600 people in this line. So we decided to pass on that, sadly, because I was going to try and come back with a rose cup for you guys. Oh, Oh, thank you. But that didn't happen. Sorry. (laughs) Um... We went from there, and we didn't really ride anything that afternoon. Uh, we went to, we went and walked through the launch bay. Uh, that's when I got my picture taken with Darth Vader. That was pretty cool because, you know, we got, I got, my wife and our friends kind of ran off from me. It's like, I want to look around in here. They got some really cool stuff in there. I took pictures of all of it. So they've got little mock-up models of basically every ship that's in any of the Star Wars movies. Costumes from all the movies. And then, of course, there's a shop, so you can buy stuff. But they have a meet-and-greet with Darth Vader, a meet-and-greet with Chewbacca, which I didn't get to do because that line was like two hours long. Wow. Darth Vader, I walked up and two minutes I was in. And then they also have a Visa... Disney Disney Visa card meet and greet, which I didn't get to do. And I asked the lady, I said, okay, so what character is in there? And she says, well, it, let's just say it's a very popular Imperial bad guy, dark side guy. It's probably so was Kylo Ren. I figure it was probably Kylo Ren, and I'm sad that I didn't get to go in there with my kill dome, But <laughs> Yeah, Disney World, it's the same thing in the launch bay. They have... Is uh, it? Okay. It's the opposite, though, because Kylo Ren is out with che- and Chewbacca all the time. So if you get in the Visa line, it's Vader. Oh, okay. Okay. I haven't done that one at Disney World yet, so... Me neither, but I know that I knew that that's Every time we doing. go back there, it's crazy, 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 crazy yeah. busy. So we just happen to catch this one at the right time. But when you go in, they don't let you walk around the corner to... You know, they, they let one person at a time go into the room where Vader is. And he actually talks to you, which is really cool. And then he basically told, and they're all pre-recorded messages. I'm sure somebody's pushing a button someplace to to do it. But it sounds like it's coming from his mask too, which is what I found really amazing. And I wish I would have recorded it. But and then he just he basically says, assume your spot in this whatever. And uh, I go over there and stand and. He keeps looking down at my kilt. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And he keeps taking his lightsaber to the bottom of my kilt. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think the, the guy didn't take any pictures of that with my phone. And I was sad oh, about man. that. Because <laughs> I thought that would have been pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, really funny. But as I was leaving, the photo pass guy said, nice kilt. Vader likes it too, apparently. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, that was really cool. I was I was actually impressed with that. He so, wanted to see if you were a true Irishman under there. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. So we went from there and we met up with a few other friends and we uh actually went over to the New Orleans area and got in line for Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, as you probably have heard me tell that Saturday was the 50th anniversary of Pirates Caribbean, which we'll talk about a little later and probably on the other episode. But the line for Pirates of the Caribbean was 
two hours at one point in time, they told me. Wow. It also has just reopened after being closed for like a month yeah, and a half, right, so that was probably right. part of it. Yeah. So that whole area where they do Fantasmic, which they're not running right now because everything's under construction. So there's like three tiers to that promenade there in front of Tom Sawyer Island, right? So the middle section of the promenade had a queue set up four queues wide that was going from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride all the way down to Haunted Mansion back and forth four times. Holy moly. Wow. Yeah. So I figured you would appreciate that because I don't know that you guys see that very often out there. But No, I've been at peak Christmas time and it's never been that bad. So that's yeah. crazy. So we waited in line for... I think it was an hour and 15 minutes when we got in line. I think it ended up actually being 45 minutes. So not too bad. I really like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride out there. That That's really cool. We got on Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I do like it. It's a little different. It, re- it reminds me of kind of the w- old way Pirates of the Caribbean was in Disney World. But the thing that I thought was odd was there's actually two drops in the one in, in California. Yeah. And and the first one is a doozy. I mean, it's not exactly a short drop like the one in Magic Kingdom is in, in Florida. And we were in the front row. We got soaked. We got really wet. And I was surprised about that. But, you know, that's okay. It's all in the experience, right? Yeah. <laughs> You know next time to request the middle seat. Yeah, I know next <laughs> time to say, uh, can I sit in the middle? Yeah. A um, lot of times if the park's not as crowded, they won't seat anybody in the front row for that reason. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, needless to say, it was very crowded, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got through that, and, you know, Jack Sparrow's in there just like he is in the one in Magic Kingdom. Uh, it... it it appears that they haven't updated their pirate ship with... So I think our pirate ship in Magic Kingdom now has Barbosa on it. And it looks like the one at Disneyland actually still has the old character on it. Does that sound right, RJ? Yeah, well, because originally it was the same... It was the, it was the pirate captain, which is the same guy that's... It was very similar to the guy in the redhead scene, and then right, right, before right. they added Jack Sparrow, he was the guy at the end in the treasure room. Now it is Barbosa, and it's a very good Barbosa, and it has uh, yeah. Jeffrey Rush's voice as well. It's the same yeah. same audio script as it as it originally was. It just has uh, Jeffrey Rush's voice in there. Right. So. It looks like they'd done some pretty extensive renovation to it. So the governor actually comes up out of the well and actually spits water, which I don't think the one in the Magic Kingdom's done in a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and and the actual the sound actually seems like it's in sync in the <laughs> one in California. But I mean, for the most part, it's pretty much the same ride. It, it was. It seemed to be longer. I don't know why, but it seemed to be. It was a little longer. Now, I know you float through that one area, and I think there's a restaurant right there. Is that right, Jessica? Is there a restaurant right there when you float through? In the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, it's called the, kind of Blue, the Blue Bayou Restaurant. That's the Blue Bayou Restaurant. Okay. Yep. We didn't eat in there, so. but that was cool. So we went from there 
got off that ride, and we headed down to the Haunted Mansion. And it's different, because their stretching room is actually an elevator. I didn't know that until I got in there. But they don't have the picture that changes in the main room. At least I didn't see it. That goes from a person to the skeleton. No, that's yeah, the Master Gracie portrait above the fireplace. Yeah, no, because right. I don't think they have that. I, I've never been to the one in Disneyland, but from what I've heard, it I don't think it dumps you from one room and then into the stretching room. Don't you go right into? Well, the no, there room? is a room. Oh, there okay. is a room. Yeah, there is a room. You go kind of like a waiting room. You go into, and then you go into the stretching room. But it was it didn't have the fireplace with the portrait over it. Gotcha. Yeah, like there the there aren't any effects in the first room. Yeah. Okay. But then the second room, when you get in there and they close the door, you can actually feel it that it's an elevator going down. So, and then when you come out of that, you actually walk through a portion of what we ride through in Florida. So the room with all the portraits where the lightning is going. Yes. And the room, the library with the busts, you actually walk through that space instead of riding through it. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But other than that, it's pretty much the same ride, except the ending of theirs is the original way with the, you know, the ghost ghost. sitting in the car with, yeah. Okay, okay. Where ours now is all animated, theirs is not. Yeah, ours is all different. They take your heads off, they shine the lanterns through. Yeah, right. Because they got those, those crazy mirrors that they can do whatever they want with. The one thing that's different is when you come out of the attic going to the graveyard, I finally know now what the Hatbox Ghost is. Oh, he's bad, I had yeah. no idea what that is, because they don't have that in Florida. No. And I actually got video of his head moving from the top of his head down into the Hatbox, box, which nice. everybody said, you can't get that. And I'm like, well, I got it. <laughs> yeah, that was a big deal Yeah, a year ago, year and a half ago, because it yep. was original to the ride, and then it was gone for so long. Yep. Mm. Was that ever in Florida or no? No, that was that was strictly I don't, a Disneyland thing. I, ever since I've been going since '98, I don't remember that at Disney World. No, it, it was never there. That was only a Disneyland thing for sure. So we went from there and actually went over and rode uh, the Buzz Lightyear ride, which is pretty much the same as Florida. Uh, it's a little different. You actually take your gun out of the. It's not stationary to the car, which I kind of like. Uh, the car still spin, but I didn't do very well. <laughs> I can usually, you know, max the score out in Florida at 999,999, but I couldn't find the right target in this one in California. So, Well, there's sure a secret probably... target I should have told you about before you uh, went on it. Yeah, see? <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, you did. You're keeping it to yourself. You don't want everybody to, you don't want us all to be galactic heroes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I've reached Galactic Heroes. I've, I've never, I've never done it either. So after that, we went back and kind of bummed around in downtown Disney for a little while. Uh, went back to the resort, kind of just to freshen up, and then we headed back to California Adventure because we were going to go to World of Color. And I got really good video of World of Color. At least I think I did. I'm still editing some of the stuff that I took while I was there because I. I actually bought a new GoPro camera and was testing it out on that trip. And I think I got some pretty good video. So I will have that up on my blog at some point in the next couple of weeks. World of Color, I was really impressed with. We didn't go all the way down 
we could have went all the way down to the dock where the splash zone is and we decided not to do that and i'm glad we didn't because where we were at where they told us wasn't the splash zone we still got wet there's an awful lot of water spraying in that show anybody that's ever sat down in the front row for phantasmic at uh hollywood studios it's pretty much the similar thing you're going to get wet if you're down close to the water i did find one interesting thing that when we went in in the morning you could actually see all that stuff that's out there in the water but when you went back at night i don't know if that act thing the mechanism that they have all the lights and the flamethrowers and the sprayers on actually comes up out of the water if they lower the water level to do maintenance in the morning but you could see everything in there in the morning so but it's really cool watching that show with the with the uh, ferris wheel in the background because they do light effects on the ferris wheel as a time killer before the show they actually have an app that you can go to on your phone and they do basically like Simon on the Ferris wheel. So they'll light up quadrants of the Ferris wheel in particular colors, and you have to do it on your phone, and you're doing it for a score. So whoever gets the high score in that segment gets to control the lighting on the Ferris wheel for the next, like, five minutes (laughs) from your phone, which was kind of cool. Yeah, I thought that was really cool and, and a really cool interactive you know time killer for kids while they're standing there driving their parents nuts (laughs) so we got done with that and after that was over um we headed back to the resort i will tell you before we did the world of color thing we did try and do some of the uh booths at the wine and food festival uh we had a uh one of the beer flights from northern california the beers were really good. Again, I don't remember what ones they were. I do have them in my phone someplace. But I did find really odd with the booths for the Wine and Food Festival. It appears to me that they're using an outside company to manage all those. Huh. Because the level of service just didn't seem to be, you know, what I expect like when I go to the Wine and Food Festival at Epcot. Right. One of the booths they had open, I stood at a register for 10 minutes before somebody came and told me oh you need to go to this register down at this other booth because we're our registers are down well you know couldn't you put a sign out there (laughs) right yeah so but the foods were good we had uh i had uh this mac and cheese there that was a bacon mac and cheese and it was awesome we had so much stuff i can't even think about what we had i'd have to get the passport and go look but that pretty much was that day. Again, we did so much that day. We were pretty exhausted, though. We did go back to the hotel, and our friends that joined us from California, we actually went down to the Hearthstone Bar there at the resort and got drinks and sat. There's a there's a fireplace that's actually outdoors at the Grand Californian. That they have these big rocking chairs. You can actually go out there and sit, have your drink, and there's a fireplace. And believe me, you needed the fireplace because it got cold in the evening. Yeah. A uh, couple of the nights we were there, it got down lower 50s. So so the next day, March 18th, on Saturday, which was our big day because we were going to go have lunch at Club 33. And uh, we were really all excited about that. So we got cleaned up and dressed up and we headed into the park to 
to meet our friends and go have lunch at 1130. Uh, but we went in a little early and uh, we had it over to Fantasyland and we got through pretty much all the rides in that one little small area of Fantasyland where the Storybook Gardens ride is. So we did the Mr. Toad's ride because I never got to ride that at, at uh, Disney World. I thought that was pretty cool. It's kind of cheesy, but I mean it. It's it's an original. It's an original Disney ride, and I thought it was pretty cool. We went from there, rode the Storybook Storybook Gardens ride, and it's it's cool in that it's just a boat basically that. Uh, uh, and you have a guy or a person, a guide on the boat with you. And as you're going through all this stuff, he's telling you about all these little dioramas they have set up in the garden. So they have a diorama for Beauty and the Beast and a diorama for uh, Little Mermaid and, and several, you know, Snow White and several of the other movies. Wow. The cool part is, is you get to ride into the mouth of the whale from Pinocchio. So that was kind of cool. We also did... Snow White's Scary Adventure, because I always kind of liked that ride at Magic Kingdom, and I was sad they took it out. And then we did Winnie the Pooh, went back to Toontown, and rode the Roger the Rabbit ride. What did you that think of was, it? That was way cool. Yeah. Were, my <laughs> wife and I both really loved that, because we both liked that movie. Did you um, get to walk through the extended queue with all of downtown Toontown? Because sometimes they close that off. No, that wasn't open while we were there. That's too bad. Yeah. So, you know, in the Toontown there is pretty much what I remember from what we had at Magic Kingdom. You know, the houses are pretty much the same. Uh, Mickey's house was pretty much the same. We walked through some of that. And then we went back to Fantasyland because we really wanted to ride the Alice in Wonderland ride. I have to say... Out of the rides in Fantasyland, that was my favorite. At least for ones that we don't have in Florida. Right. Uh, apparently they have updated it. A lot of the places in that ride, they've actually updated with actual video projections. I, I don't know, have you been on it lately, Jessica? The last time I was on it was the last summer, so they might have updated it since I've been there. I don't remember video projections, so that must be some Yeah, and a lot of the places where they have set pieces that look like at one point they would have been static, they have video projections, like the flowers grow up out of this this wall and stuff. So Oh, you know, really? Yeah, of, that's new. I haven't seen that yet. And it was kind of cool that it's actually a two-story ride. You actually go up a hill and up into the second floor and you're actually running around on the roof and seeing the stuff that's on the roof's a little weird, but yeah. <laughs> and the upstairs is actually above Mr. Toad, which is kind right. of cool. yeah. right. Yeah. Nice. So by the time we got through all that, it was time to head over to club 33 for our 1130 check-in time. And I'm not going to go a lot into that cause I'm, we're going to do a separate little episode on that. Uh, all I can say is it was well worth the experience. But you walk up to this door, ring the call box, the attendant comes out, and they escort you in, and we'll cover that a little later. But uh, it was cool. Um, after lunch, we headed back out to the park. We headed up and met up with some other friends that were with us, and uh, we got fast passes and did star tours. Pretty much the same ride that we have in Florida. And sadly, I got the same stupid scenes I get every time I ride it in Florida. So, 
very sad about that, but uh, uh, glad I got to ride it out there as well. We kind of kept running back and forth in the park. I don't know why. Uh, I think it was because we had somebody running and getting fast passes for stuff. Uh, we went back over and did Big Thunder Mountain. I really like their Big Thunder Mountain. It's laid out a little bit differently, and it seems like a lot smoother ride than what it is in Florida. Now, I know we just, I know they just revamped the one in Florida, and I think they said that they did a track upgrade. So I don't yeah. know. We'll see if that is the case there but so after that we headed to, oh, i'm sorry go ahead rj no no i was gonna say last when i was there in september with my wife it was still closed down and yeah it was an extensive extensive refurbishment and they definitely were laying a new track so maybe that'll smooth it out a little bit i mean that's my favorite roller coaster so i think they were going to concentrate more i think they painted it and they were going to try to get all of the 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 little things working right the rocks that are supposed to move and and the all the things and when you go through the little town under the water that are supposed to move around and some of the ancillary stuff the geysers are supposed to shoot off as you're kind of towards yeah. the end you know yeah. all, all, all the all the little things that didn't work anymore the bats are supposed to, you know you don't see any of the bats eyes when you're going up that first lift hill right you know they just hear them screeching but i mean those things haven't lit up in years so i'm hoping when we get when we're there, it's uh... yeah. So the last room or the last hill you go in in Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in California is actually dynamite. So you roll in here, and here's all these dynamite canisters, and you see all these little red things. They're like LED lights that look like fuses going up to spots in the walls, and you hear all these explosions going off, and the rocks are moving, and it's it's that part of it is a lot different than Florida. I will say, and it's loud in there. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. The effects in there were actually pretty awesome. Cool. So, so we got off of that and we headed to the Nemo ride, so we could go on our subs because you know I never got to do the Twenty Thousand Leagues ride in Florida because it closed right before our first trip in '98, so I never got to do that ride. So getting to do that was kind of cool. I tried to take video in that. That was uh, almost impossible. I don't know what the deal is with the glass and those submarines, but it doesn't like taking video through. <laughs> so it's definitely not made for adults, I will say that, because I had to crunch way over to see any of the the video animation that they had in the water, so... Very claustrophobic in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I remember yeah, actually, that my, from the Disney World one as well. Yeah, my wife actually did pretty good with it. She, you know, usually that kind of stuff bothers her, but that was pretty cool. And uh, the way they simulate that you're going underwater, even though you're already underwater when you get in the sub, was pretty cool, too. So at that point, we were still in clothes that we were wearing from lunch, so we headed back to the resort to kind of change clothes and kind of get in little more relaxing clothes because you know club 33 does have a kind of a dress code and we made it back to disneyland to actually we we're going to try and catch the main street electrical parade before we did we went up and actually walked through the castle that's actually pretty cool so they basically walk you through the sleeping beauty story in the castle so they have all these little spots where you can stop and look in and they have scenes from the movie and and that was actually cool. 
so. That's one of my must-dos when I go there. I'm yeah, I would have to say that would be on my list of things to do. Uh, I will say when we went back to the resort, we did go to the after we got off of uh, Nemo, we actually rode the monorail because we knew we wanted to do the monorail at least once, and we knew we couldn't do the round trip thing. I don't know if you've heard that, but they people come there and want to treat it as an attraction and do round trip, and they apparently don't let people do that. They make you actually. When you get to downtown Disney Station, they make everybody get off the monorail, and you have to go back down and go and come back through security if you want to go, or back through the ticket booth if you want to go back on the monorail. Because when you get off the monorail at Disney at downtown Disney, it's actually a ticket booth there because the monorail actually drops you off in the middle of the park, oh. right there. So. Yeah, I will, I will say, you know, the security there is interesting because there is no security necessarily on the park properties other than when you go from the Grand Californian into California Adventure. They're all out at the extents. So they're all out either towards the parking lot, they're out where the trams drop off, they're out at the other end at the beginning of downtown Disney, or when you come out of the... Grand Californian Resort. So when you get to Disneyland, there is no security. And, you know, I was thinking the last day, even though I had everything packed up, you know, I bet I could go through the downtown Disney security checkpoint with my selfie stick and nobody's going to say anything. And I didn't even think about it. Because <laughs> I really wanted to take that into the park and use it, but I didn't take the chance, so... I figured somebody would have said it. Son. So when we got done and headed back, we went and did the cast walk through the castle, and we went and looked for a spot to watch the Main Street Electrical Parade. Wow, was it crowded! <laughs> I will tell you, we were there at the beginning of somebody's spring break, obviously, because Disneyland. Besides the fact that it was 50th anniversary of Pirates of the Caribbean, it was a zoo. They actually at one point about 15 minutes before the parade starts, make announcement and say, all of the seating for the upcoming showing of the Main Street Electro Parade is completely full. You will probably want to consider catching the second parade at whatever time. <laughs> wow. I've never heard him make an announcement like that in Florida. Seating? Why? Is there is there designated seating well, areas? Well, they rope off areas, just like they do in Florida, but these little roped-off areas are really tiny. I don't, you know, the one thing I noticed, Jessica, is it looks like the sidewalks in front of the shops aren't nearly as wide as they are in Florida. Yeah, I have to say, when I went to Disney World, one of the things that struck me was that there were so many more built-in, like, rest or moving areas. There's a lot more, like, benches, so I'm assuming as Disneyland became more popular and got more crowded and they started building Disney World, they saw that, you know, they made it too small. So they just gave people more space. Yeah, it, it, it appears to me that Main Street's not quite as wide no. in California either. It's pretty small. So so we did manage to get up by the Matterhorn. There's a little street that comes down to one of the streets that comes out of Fantasyland. And we kind of shoehorned ourselves into a spot where we could stand and see the floats go by, basically. But after that was over, we tried to attempt to make our way out to a spot, you know, kind of 
kind of front and center on Main Street and just couldn't get there so we could watch the fireworks. So that night I didn't get to record very well. I did record it, but it was yeah bad because I was behind trees and everything else. So, but I'll talk about the fireworks because later because I we actually I actually did go catch them the next night. So after that was all over, we decided to go back to the resort and another night at the bar. <laughs> Hearth and Stone was really actually really nice. The fact that it was open late was good too. You know, one of my complaints with bars and the hotels at Disney World is is they typically don't stay open past eleven o'clock at night. You know, that was one of my complaints with the trip to Alani was the bars didn't stay open till past eleven o'clock. Like, you know, we we we, we all assume from home they would. On a Saturday night, the one at Grand Californian actually stays open until 2.30 in the morning. So we actually went and got a couple drinks and went and sat at the fireplace again. And that time it was just Sean and I. We just kind of sat there and enjoyed our drink and in the nice warmth because, again, it was cold. So then we went back and got her packed up because she was flying out the next morning. Got her in bed, and she's like, "Well, if you want to go do something, go, do, you know, go hang, go hang out with the friends." And so, one of the guys that actually lives in L.A. and some of the other folks were going to go over to Trader Sam's over at Disneyland Hotel. And then, now, I've never been to the Trader Sam's at Disney World, so I didn't know what I was getting myself into or what what to expect. So we walked <laughs> over there, and it's about a. It's about a 15-minute walk to get over there from the Grand Californian, which is okay. It's not too bad. And we walk in, and this place is a zoo. But, I mean, they have an indoor, and then they have the patio outdoors with heaters. So it was nice. So we did kind of stand in the bar area for a little while. Kind of, We were kind of roaming around trying to find a table that was open and saw some of the stuff going on in the bar with the shipwreck and you know, there's one point where they ring a bell and they all yell shipwreck and you look up and there's this diorama in a box up there on the wall and you actually see the ship sinking into the water. Nice. <laughs> and as you know, RJ, all the drinks are themed there. Yep. So we finally got a seat outside and the waiter came up and gave us menu and I'm looking through these and I'm like, hmm, these all look really good. Yep. So I decided on getting the uh, Oa. Okay. So it comes in this, and we got the uh, Oa for two, because I decided, well, if I'm going to have it, I might as well have it for two. <laughs> and we all shared it a little bit. He brought five straws out so everybody could try it. But they bring this thing out, and it's in this, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a tiki mug mm-hmm. that's, this thing's like 12 inches across. And you could have bought the mug, but I didn't because the mug was like thirty bucks on top of the drink. Yeah, it's kind of like the oh. uh, the Nautilus that they have in in Disney World. Okay, it's well again, a, I haven't been there, so yeah. I haven't seen. So it's like a but boat bring, filled with rum. <laughs> well, this one actually has a tiki on three sides of it. Oh, cool! And it it's really really a cool mug. I wish I'd have bought it now. Um, but they bring it out, and there's a lime on top with three sugar cubes on it, and they actually. And then they're on top of each tiki. There's a there's a, a pile of cinnamon powder. Uh-huh. So they actually light the sugar cubes, and they burn. 
And the trick is, you take cinnamon and throw at the fire, and you yell, uh oh uh. And when you throw cinnamon into fire, apparently, it sparks up. I had no nice. idea. Yeah, yep, yep, definitely. But it was a really cool drink, and it actually tasted good, so it was all good. Cool. So we hung out there for a little bit, and then we headed back, and I went to bed, because it was late. It was like <laughs> 1 in the morning. And I needed to get up and help Sean get to the bus, because she actually... Uh, decided to take the bus instead of having me drive her to the airport, which would have, on a Sunday morning, probably taken four hours round trip. Oh, my. So we got up early the next morning, got her some breakfast, and I got her down to the bus stop at 6.50 because her flight was at, like, 9-something. And that's actually pretty cool, too. The Disneyland Express, for 30 bucks, you can take it from the resort to the airport. So that was well worth the money. So once I got her on the bus and she was underway, I headed back to California Adventure to meet some friends. And we went and rode Radiator Springs again because I just love that ride. We rode the Dancing Cars again. And then we also went and did the Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. Junkyard Jamboree. I love that ride. Oh, my (laughs) God. That is way cool. You know, it's kind of like the Scrambler if you've ever been to a county fair. But it's different. Because you're riding in this like thing behind a tractor, and the and the tractors change when they change from turntable to turntable. Your little cart actually gets flipped out, and yeah. I got video of that. I will actually post that up. It uses the exact same track as the teacups, but then it just adds whipping. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So then, when we got done there, we actually headed down to the wharf because I wanted to ride California Screaming. Wow, I really liked that coaster. That was really cool. The launch and everything, and the way they the way they do it. I will tell you, morning is the time to go, because nobody wants to apparently ride that thing when it's cold out. And I will, I did, I rode it like that morning, I rode it six times in a row. Wow. Well, I got on it, got off of it, got back on it, and when I come back into the loading area the second time, the cast member's like, this is like your second time riding this. Do you want to just stay in the car? I'm like, absolutely. That's awesome. So she said, as long as there's nobody in line, when you come back around, we'll just send you back. We'll load up people and send you. So I got to ride it like six times in a row. So that was way cool. So we got done there, and I realized our friends from here in Indiana that were with us uh, were at Midway Mania, Toy Story Midway Mania. So I went down and did that with them. And that's pretty much the same ride as what it is in Florida. I didn't, at least I didn't notice any differences. I still suck at it. (laughs) I I got a high score for a change. I got it to 300,000, which I've never gotten in Florida. Nice. Usually, Usually I'm in the low 100s in Florida, so... The high score for the month was only 350,000 when we were there. So it, it it's obviously must not be that easy. No. It's not easy to score high in that game, that's for sure. So we went from there and met up with some other friends. Kind of walked around. Finally, Wine and Food Festival was opening. That, that was the oddest thing. Most of those booths didn't open until noon. 
So we did a little bit more than that. I had a few more beers. Went over. I had to have. I had to be able to say that I've had Ghirardelli on both coasts. So <laughs> I went and had a small Sunday at Ghirardelli and kind of walked around. Did you try? Did you try the Dole Whip cotton candy? Let me get to that in a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> because we didn't find out about it till the last day, but I'll get to that in a minute. So after we did all that stuff, we decided we were going to head back over to Disneyland for the remaining part of the day because I actually had lunch booked that day in Disneyland. So we went over and we got, Shane and I got in line for, uh, my friend Shane from Florida, who's a cast member, got in line for Hyperspace Mountain. Oh my God, is that ride awesome. Way yeah. better than Space Mountain in Florida. It's all, so it's all Star Wars themed right now. So you're going through and when you, it's hard to explain. At one point you're looking up and all you see is the, the cruiser, the Imperial cruisers in the sky. And it's like you're in a battle. At one point you, you hit this hill and you're actually going right at a TIE fighter and you drop down between the TIE fighter wings. That's where the hill goes. And as it's shooting at you, that was way cool. And, you know, the music blaring and the speakers in your head. So it's kind of got that part of it, like from Rock and Roller Coaster. Way cool. Way cool. I wish they would do that with the one in Florida. Because sometimes the one in Florida scares me to death. <laughs> yeah, I wish they would bring that there. That'd be great. Ride the one in Florida one time when the lights are on. You'll never ride it again. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it with the lights on. <laughs> so all my friends that were with me actually had dinner at club 33 that night. So they all ditched me (laughs) (laughs) to go get ready for that. So about that time, it was time for my lunch at Orleans cafe. And I went there, got a Coke, had the, the frights and a Monte Cristo loved the Monte Cristo, not the best Monte Cristo I've had. Bennigan's is still, (laughs) Got the best Monte Cristo, in my opinion. But unfortunately, I don't know. I don't even know if there's any Bennigans left in the world. None around here. Uh, I know they all closed up around here. After that, I had lunch. After I had lunch, kind of bummed around, walked through some of the shops, did a little bit of shopping. That was the other nice thing, having a cast member with you. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say. Cast member discount is awesome when you're shopping. So I was waiting for one of our other friends to call me that she cut she didn't go to dinner with them at Club 33. So I actually was waiting on her to call me. So I thought, well, I'll go back to the hotel and checked some email, did a couple quotes for some clients that had emailed me, and actually fell asleep and took a nap for like an hour and a half. I know, you're not supposed to nap when you're at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, I usually do. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> My wife usually does too, but she didn't for two days, and I was shocked. So I knew I wanted to go back and catch the fireworks, so I got back over to Disneyland, caught the tail end of the Main Street Electrical Parade with my friends from here in Indiana, and I'm like, okay, as soon as this parade's over, we're bolting right over there to the middle of Main Street so I can videotape the fireworks. We managed to get right in the middle of Main Street, right by the oh, the corner cafe. So I thought that was a good spot. 
and it ended up being a good spot. So I got really good video that night of the fireworks. I will say that it's very interesting how they've done the fireworks there because some of the music is wishes, but it's narrated by Julie Andrews. Oh, wow. And their Tinkerbell, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea. So they're... So Tinkerbell comes out on this cable that runs from the Matterhorn down to Big Thunder Mountain. And she's actually hanging from a trolley, and this trolley can move back and forth, left and right, on the cable. So they make it look like she's actually flying around the castle. It's not like really? the one at Disney World where she flies from the top of the castle down to down to the uh, uh the Noodles. restaurant over there yeah. behind, yeah, Noodles and Company or Noodle whatever station. the heck that's <laughs> Noodle Station. I don't know what it's called, but I still call it. I call it the Noodle Station. No, she actually flies back and forth behind the castle and kind of simulates like the old days with the with the uh, the the Disney show on Sunday night with the oh wonderful world of Tinkerbell. Disney. Yeah, wonderful world of Disney with oh, her flying cool. around the castle. Oh, that's cool. And she does it twice. That's what really bizarre. Wow. And does it while there's fireworks going off around her. Huh? Because not only do you have the fireworks going off in the background, but you have the stuff that's next to the castle that's going off. Yeah, all the perimeter and, stuff. And it looks like she's flying through all this stuff. I'm like, there's no way. That's pretty cool. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to do that. So I got good recording of that fireworks. Awesome fireworks show. They have some Star Wars stuff in it. And the Star Wars stuff, they're actually shooting lasers out of the castle and off the Main Street station and off of some of the buildings and and their fireworks shows a perimeter fireworks show there's fireworks going off all the way around you from the different lands kind of like they do in Florida for the Halloween party and the Christmas party so I wow. thought that was pretty so again that night you can imagine where we ended up back at the Hearthstone Lounge because the couple that actually got married they actually managed to bring their cake back to California, what was left of the cake back to California, so amaretts for the win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> their cake was basically amaretts chef uh, creation. Yeah. Even though they made it in Alani. So, that was pretty much the end of that day. So, next day got up, got stuff packed up because that was my checkout day. Took my uh, luggage back to the car and I still had a day pass for that day, so I went back to California Adventure, caught some of the things again I wanted to do. Oh, the previous night, I will tell you, we did make it back over to California Adventure to catch. We didn't ride Radiator Springs, but we did go over there and get to see all that at dusk when everything's lit up. I will say that is pretty cool, too. I was going to ask you about that, if if you made it over there to see that, because I think that would pretty, other than seeing that area... In California Adventure, I think that's what I'm most excited to see when I get out to Disneyland. Is it is it all lit up at night? Because I think that is my favorite scene in that entire movie. Is when they flick on all the neons and they're doing like the little yeah. cruise down the street. I love that. Yeah. The sad part is, is you can't see that from that observation deck on the top of the Grand Californian. Oh, uh, okay. At least not very well. Hmm. You can see it, but not the way I would want to see it. You kind of see the tops of things. But that was pretty cool. Decided to go back and do 
uh, California Screaming again, and I rode it like another six times. I think I probably rode that roller coaster at least a dozen times while I was there. <laughs> wow. I love roller coasters. So I guess so. Yeah. Did the Radiator Springs again. We actually got that in that morning, and it was down, uh, which was kind of a bummer. But we had fast passes, so we got back, caught it right when it came back up, rode it, came off, and it was time for our fast passes, so we went again. <laughs> Did Midway Mania again. So I left that group of friends I was with and went and met one of the other guys over at Disneyland just to kind of catch up with him and say goodbye and did a little more shopping because I wanted to pick up a couple t-shirts. I got a, bought a couple Disneyland t-shirts for back here. Rode Hyperspace Mountain again. Shopped a little more. And then uh, headed for the uh, airport. I headed for the airport a little early because I didn't Monday afternoon. I didn't know what to expect with traffic. So by three thirty, I was in the car and on my way to the airport so I could make sure I was there. My flight wasn't until nine fifty five. Of course, that was when I called you guys on the podcast that night from the uh, Rock and Brew. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that night, got to the airport, got checked in. Got to, and I had upgraded to first class because they offered it to me for 50 bucks. So, like, yeah, definitely. Can't can't beat that. (laughs) Except, and you guys probably saw my post about this, what in the heck is a service cat? (laughs) Uh, No clue. So I get on the plane, I get there, and I'm like, I see all these people showing up with service dogs, and, and then this lady comes up with a service cat. And I go up and ask the attendant at the desk. I'm like, um, are all these animals going to be on our plane? Because they're sitting at our gate. <laughs> She's like, well, they're all on standby. And I know there's like 20 seats available on our plane because I looked on the app. I'm like, you know, I, I told the lady, I said, I'm allergic to cats. I'm not deathly allergic, but I can tell you that if there's a cat on the plane, I'm not going to be able to sleep and I'm not going to be, I'm going to be all stuffed up. And uh, she says, well, we we can't not allow them on the plane. I'm like, okay, whatever. You're not being any help. So I get on the plane, get in my seat, and I'm in the last row of first class. And guess who's sitting in Delta Comfort Plus first row? This lady with her cat sitting right behind me. Again, don't have any problem. I understand that people need pets for, for comfort and anxiety and things like that. But at least Delta could have made accommodations if somebody was allergic or whatever. I mean, my first three flights were peanut allergy-free flights, so obviously they make some accommodations for some things. And again, I don't have any anything against service pets, but it was odd. <laughs> so I got on the plane and got back home the next morning. We actually got in early at 4.30 a.m. Sean picked me up at the airport and... That was pretty much the end of our trip. Oh, Dole Whip Cotton Candy. So, apparently it's only a thing for Wine and Food Festival. Is that what you were asking about, Jessica? Yeah, I didn't know if this is a new addition or if it's just for the festival. So that's Well, that's that's the just I got out of it. I, we were in California Adventure that last morning, and I'm like, you know, everybody's been talking about this cotton candy I really want some. I want to try it, you know? So we were sitting in Hollywood land and it was supposed to be at a cart right there by 
the kids Disney thing, Playhouse, Playhouse Disney, Disney or whatever it's called there at Hollywood Land. Oh, um, Disney Junior Live on stage. Yeah, Disney Junior Live on stage. Thank you. Okay. And there's a cart there, but it never opened. So I went over to one of the other carts and and asked about it. Like, well, yeah, they usually have it down there, but she's not open yet. And then Bob, my cast member friend from Florida, he's like, just go ask him for a food manager because they ought to be able to come out and tell you at least you know when they're going to be there. And the guy at the cart got defensive. He didn't want to hear anything about it. I wanted to talk to a food manager. <laughs> wow. Food no, and I, beverage manager. I wouldn't imagine, but... <laughs> I'm like, dude, I just want to know if they're going to have this stuff out here today. If they're if they're going to have it out, eventually I'm going to wait. If not, I'm going to move on. So yep. needless to say, he said, well, I'll call and see if we can get somebody out here. Needless to say, they never came out. So we went on. I didn't get to try it while we were there, sadly even though I would have liked to have. But that's about it. Wow. Jam-packed. Yeah, I mean, it was a busy four days for me, and, and it was a busy yeah. day, two days, trying to get Sean through all the stuff that she wanted to see, because, you know, only being there two days. and So basically, basically, we spent the two days doing things that, you know, we don't have in Florida, so she could at least experience those things. So, like, we did the Nemo and the all the fantasy land stuff that we don't have. So So apologies if you mentioned it and I missed it, but did you get to go on Indiana Jones? Oh man, I completely blew that. Didn't I? Yeah. We (laughs) went on. (laughs) Did you like it? I loved it. Okay. I thought it was great. And I managed to leave a hat on the ride. (laughs) So we got these brand new Alani DVC hats while we were in Alani and I wore one of them and I left it in the pouch on the ride. Oh, Oh. That day, they're like, where's your hat? We got out all the way back out to the exit of the ride, out to the main part of the area. And they're like, where's your hat? I'm like, oh, man, I left it in the car in there. So I went up to the cast member at the entrance. She's like, yeah, you got to go all the way back to the person that greets you when you get out of the car and let them know. Oh, man. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that. I got four hats. I'll be good with three. <laughs> so our friends, cast member friends, are like, well, just go check at at uh, Boston, Found. Boston Found next morning. Next morning, I went to Lost and Found, and it's like, no, we don't have anything like that, but do you want to file a report? I'm like, yeah, I'll go ahead and file a report. And I actually had a picture I sent him so he could put with the report me in the hat so he knew what it looked like i got the hat back last week they actually mailed it to me wow that's so great awesome good for you so that's awesome that kind of customer service i love you know that i could go file a missing report that my hat was missing and and they actually mailed it to me and didn't call me and ask me for money to mail it to me no you know that's awesome that's what i expect from a place that's charging me a hundred dollars a day to be in their park Yep, that that's happened to my mother before in Walt Disney World. She's left a once or twice. She left a sweatshirt or something in the room and called and said she left it and and they've mailed it back up to her without. Yeah, yeah. That's so that's awesome. That's that's pretty cool that that they found and it I've, and sent. And it I've to. had that happen on the cruise too. I lost something and two or three weeks later I get it back because somebody found it. You know, I lost a Fitbit on the cruise one time 
believe it or not, they sent the thing back to me. They found it. You know, somebody cleaning the theater found it and sent it back to me. So, pretty cool. But yeah, the Indiana Jones ride, and I completely blew that. Jeez, that was awesome. I mean, just <laughs> the theming in there, getting to the ride. And oh my God, you're like walking for miles to get back there in the first place. But the theming's pretty cool. Yeah, I really like that. Glad you brought that up. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure because I know that for Disney World people, that's like number one on your list. So I can't imagine you missed it. Yeah, no, that was actually the first thing we rode when we got into Disneyland that first day. So now, is it very similar, or is it a similar ride system to Dinosaur and Animal Kingdom? Because that's what I've heard. It is. It yes. is the same exact ride vehicle. Okay, but. Obviously, different scenery. You know, it didn't. It didn't feel like I got. As Sean says, she felt like it tossed her around more than Dinosaur did, but I didn't think it was. But I don't know. I rode it a couple times. It was pretty cool. Nice. Well, good. I'm glad you had a great time for the first time being out there. I mean, it seems like you got a ton done. I mean, you wouldn't get that much done in four days oh, at, at Disney no. World. Would not no, even, not even never. close. Not you wouldn't with, even get through two parks in four days. I mean, not even, not definitely not the multiple rides on some of those big e-ticket attractions. I mean, the only thing you're riding six times in one day at Walt Disney World is the people mover or the buses. Or the buses, (laughs) yeah. For sure, the buses. You're not not riding anything six times there. Nope. Well, that's great, Milford. I'm I'm glad you got to... No, that was awesome way awesome I think that's going to wrap up this episode and Milford's uh, recap of of his Disneyland and Disney's California adventure leg of his trip and stay tuned uh, in a future episode he's going to recap his visit to Club 33 and some of the special stuff they did there for the Pirates of the Caribbean 50th anniversary and just the fact of going to Club 33 is a pretty exclusive thing as well so I know we're all excited to hear about that because that's not something that that just anybody gets to go into you know even though you can go with a guest but it's still a uh, it's still a hard to get yourself in there and, and experience that so definitely looking forward to hearing that so with that I'm going to say thank you for listening please go check us out on the internet at thedizexplorers.com you could find links there to all our other social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and podcast. You can download it on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and all, we are also on YouTube if you choose. So on behalf of all the other explorers that were with us tonight, thank you very much, and we'll talk to everyone next time. Next time.